What's up, party people? Welcome back to the Ryan Sullivan Show podcast, episode 77. I think. Let me just quickly check. Yep, episode 77. Coming to you live on a good Friday. Is it a good Friday for you? It's not bad for me. Took the L on some sneakers, went downtown to Uniqlo. I'm just having, yeah, I'm having a great Friday. What are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about even? I got a I got some venom to spit today, doggy. Tell your kids to put on the earmuffs cuz it's coming in hot. It's coming in hot and heavy, my guy. So, listen. What uh oh shit. Listen. Um Good Friday. Is this when Jesus died? No. Is this when Jesus was betrayed? No. Good Friday is when they peeled him off the cross, didn't it? Didn't they? Um, man, it's amazing how my perception of the Bible, of the Holy Bibli, and of religion and of God has changed in my life. I feel like my, in my lifetime, Catholicism has fallen the hell off, dude. (laughs) Even my parents, you know, when I was young, my parents were like, by the book, dude, like we pray, like we gave up shit for Lent, Right now, I'd be like third. I'd be in the final stretch of Lent. And whenever it was Lent, my parents made me give up something I loved. It was never up to us, dude. It was never up to us. It was the biggest pile of horse shit ever. They were like, hey, you're giving up candy for Lent. And you're like, what? Often, it was Nintendo 64. That was usually the thing that I had to give up. And they would explain that fucking you got to... See, my parents come from a world of, like, God-fearing, joy, joy joy-withholding, never, never, like, nothing can ever, like, it's bizarre. I kind of, I understand the concept, but, like, my parents come from a Catholicism where, like, you're never, the, the belief, the underlying tone is, like, life is suffering, life is sacrifice. You aren't allowed to be too joyful. You must always keep a somber heart, you know? One must never get too happy. Like, to be too joyful is is to, to live in excess. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, ye shall, yeet shall, <laughs> thee, thee shall not yeet too much happiness in thine's life. No, but I'm serious about that. It's this philosophy that, like, one must always bear weight. And just as Jesus bore a cross, like you two must never be too happy. Like it's fucked up, dude. It's bizarre. But my... Yeah, wow. We go religious on them. Firing out the gates here. But yeah, my parents ingrained in us. Well, and imagine for them it would have been tenfold of just this like belief that yes... To enjoy anything too much in life is is gluttonous. I guess, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get back to. It leads back to the, the one of the seven deadly. Shouts out to seven. Maybe Brad Pitt's greatest movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, one must not be too gluttonous with anything. And joy included. Happiness included. You can never be... You can never... One must hold back. You, yeah. 
and I still carry some of excuse me, some of that with me today in the form of like gatekeeping shit from myself. Like I have unopened gifts, man. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have cards, I have gifts, I have boxes of shoes that are unopened just because like I feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? Catholic guilt, that's what it's called. Catholic guilt is a son of a gun. So, um, yeah, man, um, it's Good Friday, which is the day that I think they, they took Jesus down and they buried him. Do you think the Bible, like, it's, we know that it's fiction. We know that loads of people were crucified before and after Jesus. I think the cartels still do that. But, um, but yeah, I think it was like, it's the teachings of the Bible. And for that reason, they're great. But people who see the, the Bible as like the literal word of God and like believe the actual story, you know, Jonah swallowed by the whale and shit like that. It's like, okay. It, okay. Feeding of the 5,000. Jesus turning water into wine. You know what I'm saying? Come on, son. However, the principles in the Bible, that's what we that's what we're here for. Patience, love, compassion, self-sacrifice. Yes, we we do yeet all of those good principles. But yeah, it's Good Friday, and so Montreal, dude, Montreal just went through a like, okay, so in 1998, Quebec. Quebec was out. I'm going to Google some of these facts. 1998 ice storm in Montreal. Bruh. I didn't even. I all I, I typed 199. Cost 30 lives. Because people were cut off from power for weeks. Cost Quebec over $3 billion. In 1998, $3 billion was a lot. So we got... It says 30 to 60 millimeters of ice, depending on the area. Well, yesterday and the day before, we got about we got 30 to 40. So, like, not as much, but, like, bro, there is fallen trees all over. I'm lucky. My power didn't go out. But, man, your power going out, you realize very quickly how much you like yourself. When you don't have the distraction of electricity... And there's times when like there'll be work, you know, there'll be road work or something, road work ahead. Well, I sure hope it does. <sighs> R.I.P. Vine. Dude, you can catch me still, still every couple weeks getting caught in like a vine hole on YouTube. Affected millions of people across northern New York, New England, southeast Canada. The devastating ice storm of January 1998. But I want some facts, bro. Let me let's get some spa, let's get some spacks like how many people lots of electricity reliable heat yeah because electric heat but yeah even in times when like there'll be road work ahead in my neighborhood and it's like oh the power's out for the afternoon I'm like dude what the hell do I do there's a lot of people that are going in the 48th hour now plus and the province promised that like all power restored by Saturday morning but we're not sure I'm lucky. Like my neighborhood, if you go, if I go to the heat map, which I did, like my neighborhood is all effed. <laughs> I'm on the, the edge, like the last street of my neighborhood. And I'm like, if you look at the heat map, like it's all screwed all around me except for my street. 
Why? God. Why? The Bible. Why? Jesus died for my sins. You know what I'm saying? He knew I was going to get on this podcast on Friday, on Good Friday, and preach the good book. Left my power on. That's why we're here, bro. Christians do be like that, though. They take, like, totally, like, circumstantial or, like, just life happenings, and they're like, yeah, God. You're like, or just, like, the fact there's six, seven billion people on Earth, and there's a lot of random things that happen, but okay. Okay. I do believe in the power of the universe. I do believe in inherent good. I do believe that there is a positive force of nature that wants good things for all living things. I do believe that if you do good things, good things will return. Just as I believe if you walk around being a selfish piece of shit, asshole, violent a-hole, bad things are probably going to run into you more often than if you're a good guy. But I just believe in the positive force of the universe. If you want to call that karma, sure. But I think that even that's getting carried away. People just like really love to dive into things and like really define them and get obsessed with them to give meaning to their lives. And that's okay. I think that we are just a very evolved species that crawled our way as tadpoles out of the ocean. And here we are 500 years later or whatever the hell. Longer than that. Longer than that. (laughs) Jesus was 2,000 years ago. So yeah, longer than that. But you know what I'm saying? Science is 500 years old. Galileo and shit. There's no way. I saw I saw this clip. There's no way we have been. But this is where things get tricky. There's no time and space. <coughs> so you just don't know. We might be the most primitive species. We also might be the most advanced. Or like civilization on our planet. Modern science has been around for 500 years or like man maybe I was right about that like mankind like this our humanity has been around for 500 years the the universe is 13 billion years old the milky way sorry is 13 billion years old versus 500 years guy look at how much we've done in 500 years Where do you think planet Earth will be at year one million? Dude. Let that bake your cookie for a second. The Milky Way is 13 billion old. Our society is 500 years. 500 years, dude. Imagine when we're at a million. Dude, that just blows my mind. 13 billion, 1 million, 500. Bruh. There's no way we're the only thing. There's no way. There's no way we're the only species. Or like, whatever. Colonized planet. But, out there, but yeah, as soon as you get past the fucking outer atmosphere or whatever, you enter into space where time doesn't exist, then shit gets, then it's all out the window. How do you, how do you compare anything? It's all out the window. As soon as you cross the atmosphere of our planet and our, you know, spinning around the sun, it all becomes either hyper relevant or relative or extremely irrelevant. I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. 
That's why we're going to stop talking about this. I'm not nearly smart enough to talk about this. But the good Lord left the power on on my street so that I could preach to you today. And to each their own men. I think faith is a fantastic... I admire the shit of it. A year ago, I was sat on an airplane beside two Mormons. Young guys. Young guys. Oh, I'm just trying to think of their names right now. Um, 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 they were priests. Dude, they're, they're priests. They're fucking literally 17-year-old priests. Um, oh, I'm forgetting what their priests are even called. Elder. That's what they're called. Elder. It was like Elder Johnson and Elder Mac McKinley or something like that. Two bros. Kids, bro. Kids. Going out on their first mission. They were on my flight from Calgary to Montreal. I talked to them the whole time. I talked to them the whole time just about faith, about what they believe. I find it fascinating. I find that kind of dedication and passion and admiration to anything extremely admirable. Faith is incredibly admirable. That's what I truly mean that when I say whatever floats your boat, whatever helps you sleep at night. For me, I believe in just a positive force of the universe. The universe, life itself, from the little grains of sand in the soil, whatever, to, you know, me as a human, like the trees that are falling outside. The universe wants good things, growth, life, to live, to grow, to be fruitful and multiply. Bro, I don't know if I'm ever going to multiply, bro. <laughs> it's looking so grim. I'm also stoked that I'm in the position that I'm in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping at all. Um, but yeah. I don't know if we'll ever be fruitful, doggy. So, yeah. God made an ice storm to teach us all. See, what would a, what would a Christian say? God was trying to slow us down. God was trying to make us appreciate the small things and spend some quiet time with our families. And see, that's the that's sort of the beautiful thing about faith is it like make, you know, it can provide some meaning to seemingly meaningless things. The truth is a storm came through and shut some shit down. That doesn't sell well. <laughs> that's not going to sell any Holly Biblies, dude. So we spin it up. The good Lord saw a sinful man. The sin of Montreal was too great. And God interfered. God got involved. God punished us for our sinful ways. For our promiscuity and our gambling and our alcohol. And our lies. And brought on a hellstorm of ice. To make us stop and appreciate <coughs> what we have in our immediate family. Do what you want with that info. I don't, I really don't care. It's kind of fun. You can spin some yarn. Turn that shit into gold, you know what I'm saying? Turn an ice storm into a, like a God-given event. Sure. 
whatever floats your boat. So, how this affects my life? Well, of course, it has to do... It all comes back to a pair of goddamn shoes, man. Always does, bro. Always does. No, but... uh, Yeah, yesterday, like, Montreal was actually shut down. There's no amount of snow that can close Montreal. I've never seen it. I've never seen snow. I've lived here 11, almost 12 years. I've never seen a snowstorm close down Montreal. The ice will fuck shit up, though. The ice will absolutely F shit up. It's strange because... And why? Like, what do you mean? Well, just, like, look it up on TikTok. Like, just look up Montreal ice. And you'll see a bunch of shit, I'm sure. But, you know, like, a a one or two centimeter, like, sheet of ice just on everything. Everything. Your car covered. The sidewalks. Ice rink. The streets. Everything, everything, everything. And including the trees. And so when the trees get covered in ice, it freezes their circulation. Not only does it freeze that, like, I'm talking about, like, a candy coat of ice. Like, you can, you walk up to any tree the last two days, not today, because it's, like, sun shining 10 degrees today. It's bizarre. But the last two days, you walk up to a tree, and it's, like, it's candy coated. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, uh, yeah, like, dipped in liquid sugar, like, head to toe, slippery at the touch. And so... That freezes the circulation of the tree. It also adds a shit ton of weight. And so the tree's now frozen and has a bunch of extra weight. Oops, little Hufflepuff. A little fucking, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your tree down. A little crack of breeze in a certain way, boom. Large branches coming down. And dude, all over. So many trees got fucked up here in the last 48 hours. I just went up to the mile end and took public transportation. And like, dude, it's a graveyard. Like from my neighborhood to the mile end, like there's trees down everywhere. And so when those trees fall, they fucking hit shit. And a big thing that they hit is power. They hit a lot of power lines. I think there's going to be a lot of people out of power for a couple days still yet. But yeah, the freezing rain puts a layer of ice all around the tree. Like right to the tip. It's fascinating. Just look it up. If you've never seen freezing rain, it's like, it's insanely beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's also terrifying. But yeah, it just like completely encapsulates the tree top to bottom, the tree freezes on the inside, loses circulation. Then with all the added weight of the ice, and then all it takes is a little breeze. And kaboosh. So, yeah, there was a shoe that was going to come out. (laughs) And I DM'd livestock yesterday. Hey, yo. Are you getting the phone posit PEs tomorrow in Montreal store? Yes, we are. Okay. Cool. Are you guys open normal hours because it's Good Friday? They didn't answer. Great. I checked this morning. 
I don't want to talk about that. I didn't get the shoes, okay? Didn't get the shoes. There's no power still. <laughs> the store wasn't open because there's no power, and so I couldn't get the shoes because the store wasn't open because there's no power. What I did want to talk about was this place called Time Out Market, Montreal. And, uh, what? Okay. Yeah, what a weird place. Time Out Market, Montreal. So, yeah. Um, there's this food court in... I don't even want to talk about that either. It's just a food court. People have been talking about this place. Now, I don't want to be a hater for no reason, but I am sort of going to be, I guess. But I don't really get it. Um, there's Montreal is well known for its food. I mean, every city has great food. Some better than others, I guess. But, like, a lot of good food in Montreal. And so downtown in the Eaton Center, there's this thing called Time Out Market. And essentially, the top floor of the Eaton Center is this food court, but food court for fancy restaurants, which sounds great. And I, and the concept is kind of neat, but the experience blows, man, because I was there. Yeah, it was lunchtime on a holiday Friday, but it, it's just a food court. Um, and I just didn't really like the experience that much. I still, I still, yeah, of course, I did a Sullivan's food review and I went to, to, well, I knew what I was getting before I got there because I'm a fan of Bosa. Bosa is an Italian kind of little sandwich shop in Verdun. And it's great. It just is, it's just that, you know, just like gargantuous Italian sandwiches, you know. Um, and I was downtown um, because I took the L on those foam posit sneakers. And then I was like, well, let's go do a food review. So I just headed downtown and. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, Time Out Market. And I was like, oh yeah, Bosa this year has a has a new stand there. So a bunch of popular restaurants in Montreal rent out the different like slots or kiosks or like pop-ups in the food market. Um, surely these are rented spots. I would love to know what the rent is on those spots. That's my most... Question number one, how much is rent at Time Out Food Market? Because it's guaranteed traffic. It was nuts in there, bro. I'm never going back there. I'm not going back to Time Out Market. I don't... I hate being... Like, there's times where you know there's going to be a crowd, but like... Why go pay like restaurant prices for food and miss out on the restaurant experience? You know what I'm saying? Just like... I don't know. It's a kitschy idea. I don't like it. I think it's great for tourists. I think it creates a lot of visibility to some Montreal businesses, restaurants. That's cool. I'm just saying for me. I'm not saying like, screw you and all the restaurants involved. No, I'm saying it's not an experience for me. Some people probably really love it. Oh, yeah, you go, you're right downtown. You know, you're right downtown. You can do some shopping. You're right downtown. Then you go to Time Out Market, you can choose between, you know, 25, 30 different of Montreal's best restaurants. You can get whatever you want. You can even try a couple different. I sound sarcastic and I kind of am, but like that is the genuine appeal. Like that's, that is facts. Um, and that is true 
for that reason, it's great. It's an awesome place to send your shitty friends who are visiting Montreal. Bro, every spring, I start getting the messages on Facebook, Instagram. Hey, Ryan, been a while. How are you? First of all, skip that. You don't care. I hate when people pretend to give a shit. You want the restaurants? You want to know where to shop? Just say it. I don't mind. I'll send you the screenshots. I have the list ready to go. Hey, been a while. I hope you're well. How's it going? How is everything? So listen. We're coming to Montreal. We're wondering where we should eat. And and hey, would you want to join us one night? By the way, they never mean that. They never mean the part when they say maybe you can join us. They never mean that because it never happens. I always say yes. And then something always comes up. Oh, sorry, the kid, you know, or, ah, well, we have a thing with friends this evening, actually, so we're going to do an early lunch. Um, Sorry. They always bail on your boy. So that's why I'm saying, like, don't pretend. Just, like, just ask, dude. But, uh, yeah, it's a great place to send tourists. And for that reason, I'm happy it exists because people, I will get those messages this spring and I'll tell them, yeah, go to Time Out Market. You can go shopping downtown, go to Time Out Market for lunch. You can get whatever you want. They have a nice slice of everything. They'll be, oh my God, I loved it. It's a great IG thirst trap. But like a huge part of food is the environment in which you eat it. It's a, Even if the place is a shithole, I like that. I like that. It's part of the whole thing. Even if there's a hair in your food, I want to just look over and see whose hair it was. It I want to know exactly whose hair it was, bro. And then swallow it. Slurp it down. But, yeah, bro. Fucking timeout market. Tourist trap. I'm trying not to be too... Na- hey, to the restaurants involved, I shouts out to you. Smart move. Smart move. Incredible visibility for your brand. You get new customers just from being amongst others. And you get exposure to a massive cross-section of the population. It's a smart thing to do. I would prefer to go to the restaurant, to take the time and put the effort into going to the restaurant, knowing who works here. You know? Feel the energy of the place. Not just get slammed into a sardine can and like shoveled some food. That's kind of how Time Out Market feels. Anyway, bro. I suppose my listenership will be down on this podcast because most people don't have power. <laughs> no, but I feel for you. I've never been without power for that long. Sometimes, like I said, the power goes out on my street for like six hours and I like almost blow my brains out. I don't know how people are doing it. So if you have family or if you're listening to this and you have friends that may have been affected by the ice storm, just send them a text. Be like, hope you're good. Do you want me to PayPal you 30 bucks for lunch? For real, that's a, that's a very nice move. Hey, do you want me to PayPal you 30 bucks for some Uber Eats? feel bad for you. They would probably appreciate that so much. So send me, Venmo me $30 if you hear this message. I also went to the JW Anderson Uniqlo drop. And I bought two pairs of socks. Um... Uniqlo Clothing Labs are always like, there's a whole bunch of shit. 
and like most of it sucks, and then there's a couple of good things. Anyway, stay blessed. We're at the 30-minute cap. Um, appreciate you, and uh, that's the Ryan Sullivan Show. Follow me on IG and TikTok at Sullivan Ryan for daily shenanigans. Stay blessed. Thanks for listening.